Hey everyone, uh, how are you doing? I hope everybody's doing good. Um, I want to talk to you today about uh, the spiritual gifts, the gifts of the uh, great and holy spirit or holy ghost. Um, I, I think this falls a lot in line with um, identity. I'm hearing a lot of People talk about what is my identity, what what does that look like, um, even concerns with this. And I think I've even struggled um, or battled a little bit of trying to find what identity means because of this hyper identity or um, people wanting to know what their identity is in Christ. And I don't think it's a bad thing to know what you would say, what is my identity in Christ, because ultimately if you're seeking the right motive, um, it would be, what is my will? Um, what is God's will for my life? So what does that look like? Well, the separation between the two, one would be selfish identity would be, what can I gain for myself? How many people can come to my meetings? Or how many listeners do I have? Or how many um, Facebook friends or whatever it might be? It would be a selfish identity. That's not finding your true identity in Christ. Your true identity in Christ, um, and what I'm going to talk about this morning, kind of falls along the spiritual gifts and identity, would be finding your identity in Jesus first. Um, Jesus being your identity, and the gifts will flow from that. And the gifts is what, in my experience, what he's kind of revealed to me is a lot to do with identity. Um, there are many gifts that the Holy Spirit has, but this morning, I'm going to specifically talk out of uh, 1 Corinthians 12. So if you want to turn your Bibles um, to 1 Corinthians 12, we'll jump right in and I'll kind of get to where um, hopefully the Lord is leading me to. So it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, I will write about the special abilities the Holy Spirit gives to us, for I must correct your misunderstanding about them. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know how to discern what is truly from God. Now listen to this. This is very important. No one is speaking by the Spirit of God can curse Jesus. And no one is able to say, Jesus is Lord. The Amplified Version says, Jesus is my Lord. Um, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So if you have people that are saying Jesus isn't enough, or we can't get on this doctrine of only Jesus, or if they actually start to, it doesn't have to be cursing Jesus, but actually trying to amplify something above Jesus, that is not the Spirit of God. That is not the Holy Spirit. So that is something you can quickly discern, wait a second, something's off here. And no one, and typically, from what the Bible says, and I, I speak of this true, is typically when the Holy Spirit, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, or when the Holy Spirit becomes truly real to you by Jesus, um, you want to tell people Jesus is Lord. You want to proclaim the name of Jesus. So I understand what he's saying here by saying no one can say Jesus is Lord to truly say he is my Lord without the Holy Spirit allowing that, without the Holy Spirit working in them to do that. So let's move on to verse 4. Now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it's the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it's the same Lord we are serving. We are all on the same side. 
I see a lot of churches, whether it's Catholic, whether it's Baptist, whether it's Pentecostal, I don't care what denomination is, we're all on the same side. And I see a lot of walls being broken down right now where we are coming in unity right now in these end times um, where those walls of separation of denominations are breaking down. And this unity is, is, it's really good to see. It's really refreshing to see what the Lord is doing right now. So uh, let's move on here to uh, verse 7. Or we're back here. Let's see. Uh, 5, verse 5. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are different kind there are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. So we're not just supposed to help a specific person or us. It's we're all given to help the entire church. So this is part two. Um, we stopped at verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, so let's go on to 1 Corinthians 12, 8. To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another he gives the gift of special knowledge. The Spirit gives special faith to another, and to someone else he gives the power to heal the sick. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and to another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to know whether it is really the Spirit of God or another spirit that is speaking. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, and another is given the ability to interpret it, to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. You know, I hear people say that God doesn't have favorites and that this is all for everyone and that one person can't have more of an anointing than the other. And I'm just telling you right here, the Bible says different in 1 Corinthians 12. 8. It goes specifically through saying that he, the Holy Spirit distributes special different gifts that is given. And it literally says the word special. He gives the spirit or the special, the gift of special knowledge to another special faith to another to perform miracles there's many different things he's he's saying here and what, and what I mean by that is I'm not saying that he does he loves somebody more than the other that's not what I'm saying but those who diligently seek him he will reward and if there are people that are diligently seeking him and the holy spirit decides to say hey I can use this person to do mighty miracles why because they're praying for miracles he might give that person the anointing of doing that. I'm not saying he will. I don't know. I'm not the Holy Spirit. But what I'm saying is maybe the very things and gifts that he gives is because those people are the ones that are actually doing it more or seeking that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So if you're not seeing um, healings, if you're not seeing words of knowledge, you know, how much are you really striving to get that from Jesus? And so... If you go on, it talks about the many different parts of the Bible, and we are one. But I'm going to quickly go to verse 27 to continue on with this. Now, all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Here's a list of some of the members that God has placed in the body of Christ. He goes in, first the apostles, second the prophets, third the teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who can get others to work together. Those who speak in unknown languages. Is everyone an apostle? Of course not. Is everyone a prophet? No. Are all teachers? Does everyone have the power to do miracles? Does everyone have a gift of healing? Of course not. Does God give us, the, does God give us all 
All of us, the ability to speak in unknown languages, can everyone interpret it unknown languages? No. And in any event, you should desire the most helpful gifts. So I just want to point out today, yes, you can go after all of them. But ultimately it says, it is the one and only Holy Spirit, back in verse 11, who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person should have. So if you're not seeing something in one realm, that doesn't mean stop doing it. But if you're seeing something greater in another realm, and I don't mean realm, but another gift, then maybe that is a gift he's given you. And maybe through that, you can start to find your identity through Christ. He can start to use you and form you. Maybe maybe it's through miracles to go out on the streets and start praying for people. If it's words of knowledge, we're, we're all supposed to bring people to Christ. But what it's specifically saying here is, don't try to be an apostle if you're not, if you're a great teacher. Find the gift that he's given you. And typically, my experience with that is, what is really burning your heart? What is stirring you to say, man, I really like doing this? Typically, that's what he wants you to do. If you're serving and you're going out, whether it's through a disaster or a flood, and you're helping people give them gifts and, and toiletries or whatever it is to, to help them, and you feel everyone should do that to a sense. Yes, as the Christian body, we need to serve. But there, there are things that will burn your heart that make you almost more passionate for Jesus to spend time with them and say, man, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. And it, it almost becomes this identity in you, this this gift that you realize he's given you above others. You know, it could be encouraging words. You just really feel like you need to encourage people. And they literally tell you, that was very encouraging. Thank you so much for telling me that. And you tell another person, you get the same response. These are gifts that God gives you. And that is what I'm trying to, that's what it's trying to point out here. So we'll go on. This will be part three in the final uh, part of of um, the the spiritual gifts. I love what Paul goes on to say here, and and um, this is verse thirty one. Goes into chapter thirteen, and we'll finish off here. After all, he's talking about all these special gifts. There's one most important thing, and that is the greatest gift of all that he's given us, which is love. First, however, let me tell you about something else that is better than all of them, all of the gifts that he gives us that we should focus on. It is love. And what I'm going to do here is something I've done with my small group, and I think it's a beautiful illustration. If you take chapter 13 and replace every word of love with Jesus, watch what happens. It's a beautiful thing. If I could speak in any language in heaven, this is chapter 13, or on earth, but I didn't give Jesus to others, I would only be making meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clinging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I knew all the mysteries of the future and knew everything about everything, but I didn't give Jesus to others, what good would I be? And if I had the gift of faith so that I could speak to a mountain and make it move without Jesus, I would be no good to anyone. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't have, if I didn't give Jesus to others, I would be of no value whatsoever. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Jesus does not demand his own way. Jesus is not irritable and he keeps no record of when he has been wronged. It is ne he is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jesus never gives up, never loses faith, 
is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Jesus will last forever, but prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will all disappear. That stuff will all fade away. Now we know only a little, and even the gift of prophecies reveals, reveals little. But when the end comes, these special gifts will all disappear. It is like this. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child does. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly as in a poor mirror. But when we will see everything with perfect clarity. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me. There are three things that will endure, faith, hope, and Jesus. And the greatest of these is Jesus. So if you want to find what your special gift is, find the love that he imparts to you as, as salvation. He gives you all of the gifts of spirits, love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, um, all of these joyful things the Holy Spirit gives. It's all through love, which is all Jesus. Jesus is all of these things. So if you want to find your identity in Christ, find Christ first. Find Jesus. Find what he's given the talent for you to first and, and just embark on that. Just Just press the oil of that gift out and see if that's what he's wanting. And then with, through that gift that he's given you, help the church. Help the church with that. And everybody has to do all these things. Find what he's wanting you to do. And that, that thing that's fun for you, that thing that you love and have passion and have a burning for, go after that. You'll help the church if you do that. So be blessed with this message. I'll pray for you really quickly if I have time here. So Father, I, uh, I thank you for every listener that's listening to this podcast, this, this message right now, Father. I just ask for a fresh burning in their heart, Lord, for the gifts of the Spirit, that they would find you, Jesus. They would find the gift of love first and let everything else come from that, Father, in the secret place and time with you. In Jesus' name, be blessed.